Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Scampers out of the pocket. He's going to run it. He's going to get the first down inside the 40. He slides at the 39 and gets that first down. Needed five. Uh, he's going to get oh, much more than that. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It is time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. Now, this is normally the part of the show where I would say something goofballish, something nonsensical, something to try and make Arthur Motes laugh on a Monday. But today, it's a little bit different of a tone to open up the show, Motesy. It's a little somber here in our Steelers Nation radio studios. What's going on, partner? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a somber Monday, somber weekend for those that, you know, don't know. I don't know how you would not know, but... You know, we did lose a member of that Steelers family, man. Uh, quarterback Dwayne Haskins um, tragically passed away over the weekend. Um, I mean, it's just gut-wrenching when you think about it in that context. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, man, it just really opens your eyes to appreciate moments, appreciating the time that we do have here together on this earth. Mm-hmm. And regardless of, you know, what we may or may not, you know, think of in the sense of, man, this is a priority. This is not a priority. We It really just gets back down to, like, the basic thing of, man, love the people that you love. You know, spend time with them, man. Do whatever you can to make yourself be happy and at peace because at the end of the day, you just never know when your time is going to be up. And if you wasted away trying to please others, you wasted away, you know, doing things that don't bring you happiness, that don't bring you peace, then it's kind of like, man, what are we doing it for? And for me, man, that, that really was the takeaway that I got from this weekend, especially with Haskins passing away at such a young age, Mm. 24 years old. I mean, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. I mean, you and I, we're not old, but, man, 24 seems like a long time ago. Yeah. And I I don't feel old at all. I'm 31. 24 feels like a long time ago. And you're absolutely right. In in moments like this, that's kind of always what I come back to as well. It just makes sure the people in your life – that you love and that you care about, know that you love and care about them. Absolutely. Um, because you're right. I mean, this is this is not just a uh, an NFL quarterback. This is a husband. This was mm-hmm. a father. Um, and, yeah, obviously our, our thoughts and prayers are with the Haskins family, and, and that's the, the saddest part of all this, just 24 years old, father and a husband. Here's what the Steelers uh, – Steelers uh, releasing some statements. Mike Tomlin as well, too. Uh, Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins died. Saturday morning in a tragic tragic accident in Florida. Haskins was 24 years old. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin issued the following statement on the passing of Dwayne Haskins. I am devastated and at a loss for words with the unfortunate passing of Dwayne Haskins. He quickly became part of our Steelers family upon his arrival in Pittsburgh and was one of our hardest workers both on the field and in our community. Dwayne was a great teammate, but even more so a tremendous friend to so many. I am truly heartbroken. 
Uh, the Steelers originally signed Haskins uh, January of 2021. Signed a one-year restricted free agent tender in March and uh, was one of those that was going to be in camp with the Steelers uh, when the season begins here in 2022. Former first-round pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, played his college football at Ohio State where he had a a season for the ages in 2019, finished third in the Heisman Trophy race. Well, I guess that would have been 18-slash-19, if you will, if you want to be technical there. Um, and just an outpouring of love from from a lot of his teammates. Uh, Cam Hayward saying Dwayne went Dwayne meant so much to so many people. His smile was infectious, and he was a guy you wanted to be around. We are all in shock over losing him. We are going to miss the heck out of him as well. We lost you way too early. Luckily, I got a chance to know you. R-I-P-D-H. TJ Watt also taking to Twitter to share his thoughts. We lost a great person today when Dwayne first locked walked into the locker room. I could tell he was an upbeat guy. He was always making people smile, never taking life for granted. His impact will last forever. Uh, plenty more, I'm sure, as you can all imagine. Um, outpouring on social media from teammates, former college teammates at Ohio State, uh, just a lot of different players from around the league. Um, and... That's the the tragic news. That's the somber Monday. That's where we are here. Um, as you know, the craziest part of all this, Moats, is is he was down there to work with his teammates. Not the craziest part of all this, but the the crazy. I I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but just the fact that this was all going on while these guys were meeting down there, the quarterbacks and the running backs and the wide receivers, and just the day prior. I mean, he's posting video on his Instagram of him and Najee Harris goofing around together, either at, I can't remember if it was at their hotel or their house or somewhere that they were going down there in Florida. And it is, man, it just, it's so tragic how quick it happens. And I think given the circumstances as well, too, it, it, it certainly even hits home more for, for his teammates. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I also think about the people that were just on the Steelers cruise with him. He literally was just up there a week ago. I mean, it's multifaceted in terms of the people that are devastated by this because of the time that they had to spend with him in the recent, you know, history and things like that. But once again, I do feel like that is why we are seeing such a outpour of support of people talking about their feelings about Haskins, because for those that had the opportunity to be around him, he was a joy to be around. I told you my opportunity was at the celebrity softball game. Yep. Literally a week or two, uh, I want to say it was the week right after you know he had a little situation with his uh with his wife in Vegas, and I remember thinking to myself like, man, I doubt he even shows up because you know he's trying to lay low, he's trying to get his name where it needs to be, and there's just something else that he has to deal with. But to see him come out there amongst the fans, to come out there amongst the different players, alumni, media people, and be just a joy to be around, upbeat, positive, smiling, laughing. I mean, you would think that this dude. Had didn't have a care in the world. And that was one of the awesome moments that, for me, where I had to interact with him. And I was just like, man, I really respected him for that because as a professional athlete, that is not easy to do. It is not easy to be in public events when you're dealing with any type of negativity because a lot of people in media included don't respect the boundaries Mm. or the human elements of professional athletes. But to see him say, you know what? I don't care about any of that. I'm going to be here because I said I was going to. And just being a man of his word, it really just, like I said, opened up my eyes to him. And for there, man, just me and you having the opportunity to watch him work in training camp every day last year. I mean, he could have came in with this mindset that he was above this, that, you know, he felt like he was owed something. 
But that was never the case. We talked about how we could see his work ethic, how every day he would come out there and put his best foot forward, regardless of what the results may have been. He always was optimistic. He always, and especially, like I said, when you're listening to him in the media, it just always seemed like a glass half full type of guy. And like I said, it's just very tragic that he would have his life cut short at such an early age. But that's a part of life. That's what makes life so precious. We just don't know how long we have. You never know when that moment could be your last moment. And that's why we always talk about, you know, doing things that matter, doing things that you feel good about. Don't be influenced by others. Do what you feel, you know, need to do to give you that type of peace because life is so short. But that is the beauty of life. We are going to um, talk to Chris Carter at 1230, about 20 minutes from now. CC will join us. Uh, we'll also take your tweets as we roll along today at Wesley Euler at TheBody52 is where you get involved on the Twitter.com if you want to share your thoughts on, on Dwayne Haskins. Um, we'll take your tweets there. Maybe we'll take some phone calls in the final segment of the show as well. Motsi, you touched on something there, though, that I want to circle back to. Mm-hmm. Boundaries was the word you used. I think that's a, it's a very nice way to put it for you, mm-hmm. by you, pardon me. This is another one of those, I would imagine that most of our listeners are in tune with this, with what happened, but I certainly know plenty are not. You, A lot of you have, you know, lives of your own, and you're not in complete lockstep like we are every single second of every single day. <laughs> but there was a lot of anger and, and vitriol that was going around on Saturday um, in the wake of this news being announced, how it was announced, how it was handled by some of those in the the national football media and I think that word boundaries applies here. Um, there were some, let's say, some some high-ranking media officials who said some not-so-nice things or maybe even just some callous things about Dwayne Haskins in the wake of his passing. Um, Chase Claypool took to Twitter. A lot of guys took to Twitter about this, but Chase Claypool, I thought, um, sharing the most heartfelt message and kind of making a point about how athletes and how we view them in their profession maybe is 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 the best way to state that Arthur Motes and you know we we talk about how in in moments like this it 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 often comes back to you know again making sure the people that you love and care about know that you love and care about them but another element of this too is a, a lot of times we have to remember that human element for people who might not seem very human all the time. And Mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but that is in a lot of ways how people view athletes. They're, they're six foot four and they're 200 some pounds and they're bulletproof and they play gladiator sports and they make millions of dollars and they can't possibly be bothered by anything because life is great. They're getting played. They're getting paid, you know, good money to play a sport, but it's, it's, something that I want to get your thoughts on because that was another big part of this conversation. Adam Schefter with some, let's say, careless wording when he was tweeting about Dwayne Haskins and his struggles and to to catch on as a starter in the NFL, like that mattered at all in the moments after his passing. Some of the things that Gil Brandt said that were, let's just say, less than thoughtful as well. Yeah. What's, What's your take on all that? You know, Chase Claypool, a lot of people pointing out, you know, We've got to really change and evaluate how we discuss athletes' issues 
in tragic times like this with their passing, when it relates to mental health, all these different things with just, again, athletes and kind of how we view them differently because of their profession. I mean, for me, it's unfortunate, but I've become numb to it because as a former professional athlete, this isn't the first time that this conversation has come to the forefront. It's not the first time it's come to the forefront surrounding a death or mental health. But that is always the narrative. It's always when it's a moment like this where it hits close to home, we want to voice our opinions and stomp our feet and really make a case for it. But we could go around globally and look at how others have had similar situations or have had similar cries for help and is met with, oh, you're rich. Shut up. This comes with the territory. You're famous. You asked for this. Man, you just play a, you play a sport for a living. And they remove the human element of it. When we talk about contracts, it's a very similar conversation that takes place. But once again, media, fans, they pick and choose how they want to or when they want to support that argument. And that's why, for me, I've become numb to it in the sense of it doesn't move me one way or the other because I can only control what I can control. I know what that human element is like and what it feels when it's not, you know, acknowledged. Hmm. And I've also seen when I treat fans in the manner in which I've been treated before and how that can be viewed as a negative. But at the end of the day, I hope that people learn from these situations. I hope they continue to grow. But like I said, for me, just because the long history of these things occurring over and over and over and over and over, to me, it's gotten to the point where I'm just kind of like, I'm more surprised when people do it the right way than when they actually do it the way that we saw it happen. And in all seriousness, it's never an easy way to break news like this. Sure. And that's more so for Schefter, not for Gil Brandt. I do think Gil Brandt comments were a lot more out of line, and they did have some negative undertones to how he spoke on Dwayne Haskins. And I think a lot of people would understand exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. in reference to him. But with Adam Schefter, part of me was like, man, when you're breaking news, like that. You, you try to give context. But at the same time, you just have to be a little bit more sensitive to some of the context that you're giving. Because for the casual viewer at the NFL level, where they know who Dwayne Haskins is on that level, you can make a you can make a uh, a, a, a little bit uh, a excuse me, a legitimate debate that hey, not everybody's gonna know who he is on that of level. Of his, you know, nine right. million whatever followers. Right. Like not so, everyone knows exactly who Dwayne Haskins right. is. Right. So it's like I understand where Schefter was trying to go with it, but once like you said, you just gotta be a little bit more sensitive and choose a better course of action. Or you release the information and then wait later on to give a separate tweet with context like that because it's devastating it's never going to be a right way to break that news to anybody no and when people are hurt we know what do we do i mean people act out people are are, can be very irrational at times in terms of how they communicate that pain in terms of how they communicate their processing of that loss so with all that in there i try to like look at it in that sense and i understand it's like man yes Initially, I'm like, bro, this is crazy that you would put that out there. But at the same time, it's like, man, it's not really ever a right way to do that because you're telling loved ones, you're telling fans, supporters of Haskins, even if they weren't even the big supporters of him in Pittsburgh, because we're not going to act like everybody was supporting of him in here. Sure. But when you give that type of news, we do understand that it's going to touch people in a certain way. It's going to cause people to 
relive certain traumas that they may have had from people that they've lost or that survivor's guilt of, man, when I was 24, I was doing X, X, and X. He's 24 doing this and this and this, but he passes away and we don't. Like, all of that gets stirred back up and brought back up to the forefront. So that's why it's just always important to be sensitive and very cognizant of everyone's feelings and perspectives in these type of moments. Because there's nothing that we can say or do that's ever going to change that outcome, but it can be very volatile in a sense as well because of all the emotions that are in there. But like I said, it's just very unfortunate that this is society today. I mean, ain't that the truth? This is how it is. I mean, we talk about this time in and time out. An athlete stands up for something, they're going to get brought down with this, this, and this, this, and this. Shut an up athlete, and dribble. An athlete talks about, you know, their mental health. Naomi Akasa, uh, was it Osaka, right? The tennis player. We saw how she's been, you know, viewed in the sense. And it's just like, where do we draw the line? We only wait until somebody passes away tragically or they take their own life and then we want to be sympathetic. Then we want to be, oh, let's talk about this a little bit more. Well, what could we do to to stop dehumanizing these people? It's just unfortunate, but that is, you know, the climate in today's world. Hopefully, like I said, it will continue to change in a better direction, but that is unfortunate what we have to deal with. And for us, it just hits a little bit closer to home because it was Dwayne Haskins. Whereas there's been other people dealing with these that's same type great, of things, but for us, because we too. didn't have that connection, we weren't voicing that displeasure to that extent. But like I said, either way, man, it's something that does need to change, and hopefully it will change. It's well said by you, Arthur Motes. And, and yeah, hopefully it will change. I, I don't know how you implement that change. I don't know how that process gets well, because it's not something that you can point to and set tangible goals. It's more so a way of life. It's more so just being more compassionate, being more sensitive, being more less trying to dunk on people, less trying to always, I got to get it out the perfect way fast right now. More so just taking One the approach up everybody. of, right, just take the approach of, man, how can we do this from a kindness perspective? But we always say this with media, what, with selves, negativity or positive Drama. Like, that's what people like. That's what people gravitate towards is human nature in a sense. So when we see negativity, we'll see a post with a negative, you know, with the negative messaging get way more attention than a post with a positive message. That's just the reality of it. It's very unfortunate. But I do think that that's something as a society that we have to work on. But how do you continue to encourage people to work on that? How do you, like I said, set up tangible goals? Because there isn't something that you can point to to say, hey, Every time it needs to be like this, this, and this, because that's just not how life works. It's more so emotion, so it's a lot more gray air. It's a lot more minutia, and it just really depends on the severity of the topic. I mean, in this situation, it's life or death, so it is very, it's very, 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 you know, heavy in the sense, and it's very, you know, it should be handled with a lot more sensitivity, but it's still people that when they're talking about losing their jobs and how that is handled from a public perspective that could still be, you know, people could look into that with a little bit more compassion as well. That's a small step before we can get to the large element of this, whereas life or death, just taking the small steps. And I think that would be the first way to really, you know, change it. But once again, people got to want to change. We can want it all we want. We can try to deliver the example of how we want it as much as we can, but unless the people that are falling into the category that we're referring to, unless they deep down in their hearts say, you know what, I'm acknowledging that I was wrong, I'm acknowledging that I want to change, you're going to constantly deal with this. 
And I hope that Adam Schefter, for example, since he was the, the focal point of this conversation in a sense, I hope that he learns from this moment. And I do think that he has in the sense that I know he took down the initial tweet to at least show some type of remorse. Mm-mm. It's better, better than nothing. Right. And it's like, like I said, but from there, it's never going to be a you could just do one thing to rectify a mistake. It's more so yeah. you just got to see your body of work going forward. But we say the same thing about fans as well. But it's like a fan to get left, let off the hook because what? They don't have that big platform, but it's still the seed that is planted. And what happens when they do get that platform? What happens when they do get that message to the person with that platform? It's still the exact same thing. So that's my whole reason of why I don't just look at one person because they have a bigger platform and villainize them when I can point to countless others who are just as bad in their own right because in their heart, they don't see it as an issue. And that's the thing that we're hoping, you know, people to change on a little bit. Oh, it's a lot to chew on. Absolutely. It's never fun talking about these type of things, man. It is not. But I'm happy I got you here to do it with me. Hey, man, I wouldn't want it with anyone Thrash, else. Come thr- on now. Thrash tweets us along those lines. He loves. I said. He says, uh, I love all the shades of mozi we get on the show. In-depth knowledge of football as well as human relations between media players, fans, and don't forget the fire jokes. <laughs> it makes me all the more thankful to have the two of you to walk us through life. Well, thanks, Thrash. We nah, appreciate Thrash, it. We definitely appreciate you. It's not something that I like to do. But at the same time, I mean, it's one of those things, man. You just live life and you've experienced enough. Like for me, man, I've dealt with this too often in a sense. You know, when you're talking about losing a teammate or you're talking about losing somebody that you're close to at the professional level. And right now, the guys, they don't even get the luxury of fully grieving because the job is still calling. They still have to go work out. I mean, one of my hardest moments in my life was when I had a close friend that passed away, Javon Belcher. I mean, it was tragic in the sense of he took his uh, the mother of his child's life and then went to the Kansas City Chiefs facility and took his own life. And I remember literally I couldn't even grieve because I had to go and prepare for a game. And it's just like, man, that's the reality of sure. being a professional athlete. But people overlook that because of the financial compensation. And it's like, Dude, I still have trauma from that moment to this day. You know, that's just the reality of what professional athletes deal with, but we're not really able to communicate that as much as we would sure. or want to because we also understand that not everybody is open to hearing that. You're just supposed some to people, smile and grin and right. go, go play. And some people will take that information that's sensitive to you and use it against you when they aren't happy with your play. And when you're looking back, you're like, man, we're talking about a game versus life. And people kind of lose that in a sense. But like I said, it's very unfortunate, man, that guys that are down in Florida are still having to deal yeah. with that stuff to process that. But if they come into this season but not if they, prepared. If they show up the OTAs out of shape, yeah. We're going to be the main well, ones criticizing. Everyone, everyone be crushing them. And, and, I mean, we saw that firsthand with Stefan Tuitt last year. I mean, it's very unfortunate, but that is the reality of it. Yeah. And with grieving, there is no timeline on it. We can't say, hey, you're supposed to get over this in three days. You're supposed to get over this in three months. It's not like an ACL, Arthur. Not at all, man. All right, 10 to 12 months, he'll be back. Like like I told you, man, for me, man, I've been grieving situations for 20-plus years at times. But that's just the reality of it. And it's not linear either. You might accept it one day, and then you're questioning it another day. You might be at peace with it one day, then you're bargaining. Why him? Why not me? Another day. Like, that's the reality of life that's the reality of these type of emotions when you're dealing with these type of situations like i said it's very unfortunate but that is life but at the same time 
I do encourage anybody that needs to talk, man, you talk about these films because it will help you a lot more than keeping them in. Absolutely. And us as athletes, we do do that a lot. But that is also why you hear a lot about athletes losing it at times because they don't have outlets and they don't process it and work through it in a healthier way. They turn to things that aren't most beneficial for them. And we know the ramifications that that can have as well. But that's why it's always important, man. And like I said, not even just athletes, just in general, man. If you have issues that you're dealing with, man, talk to somebody. That's one of those, you know, sports are a reflection of society things. Yeah. There's a there's there's a lot of people who who are in that boat that you just described. Mm-hmm. Dealing with pain, dealing with trauma, trying to mask it in some other way that is that is not healthy. Right. Because we all have that fear of being inadequate. We we never want to be or feel less than. So we try to do whatever we can to avoid that feeling, even though by masking it, you're just killing yourself slowly internally. It's like Arthur Motes when you were a kid. And your mom would say, oh, yeah, you know how we're going to the pool this afternoon? We're not going to the pool until your bedroom's clean. Mm-hmm. What would you do? You'd just run upstairs. You'd throw everything under the bed. You'd mm-hmm. throw everything into the closet, right? And so mom might peek into the room, and it looks clean. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you keep throwing all that stuff under the bed. You keep tossing all those clothes mm-hmm. into the closet. You're going to open the closet door, and it's all going to come falling on top. Of you. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And that's that's where you don't want to be. Uh, Britsburg Owen, our buddy across the pond, mm-hmm. says we need to remember athletes are human beings with feelings, families, emotions. They need to be respected. People need to think about how they speak about them. Rest in peace, Dwayne Steeler's brother. No, without a doubt, man. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a, a bunch more tweets from you guys to get to. We will do that as the show rolls along. You guys know where to get at us if you want to get involved. If you've got thoughts, uh, comments on Dwayne Haskins and the entire situation, tragic situation that transpired this weekend, we'll get back to the tweets uh, before we get out of here. But we got to get to break because coming up now in just about three minutes, it's our buddy Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast, WPXI. You saw him last night doing his thing on cable tv oh he's mr big time and chris carter will join us when we return on the other side you're listening to the steelers blitz on snr